What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Uh, just so you know, we're doing picks at the end of the show today. So very end of the show, after the outro music, kind of like those bonus uh, scenes in movies sometimes. We're going to get picks at the end of the show today after the intro, so or after the outro music. So uh, stay tuned for that. Picks at the very end. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give the heads up there. Special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Uh, it's really a, g- a great uh, place for everyone to make sports bets because, A, you don't have to pay a VIG, and that's huge. The, the main reason why people don't win in sports betting is that damn VIG. So get rid of the VIG. That's the biggest deal. But also, if you live in a state like California or uh, any other state where you can't legally sports bet yet, you can legally bet with Better Edge. That's the cool thing. It's not technically a sports book. That's how they get around it. It's more of a social media platform where you can bet, but it's so fun. So join it, have your buddies join it, make a profile, and bet VIG free. Make more money online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up for a free $10. Betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How the heck are you? Happy Wednesday. Today is December 15th. Hope you're having a nice week so far. Thanks for joining us on Sports Betting Daily. On today's show, advanced concepts. We'll talk about winning streaks and losing streaks. Now, even advanced bettors that I know struggle with this because it's tough. When you get in a rut... Or when you get on a hot streak, dealing with that is, it's tough, right? I mean, and there are logical questions that go with this. When you're winning games, do you bet more? Do you bet, you know, when you're losing games, do you bet less? Do you fluctuate bet size? Do you increase your bet amount? All that. And today we'll talk about what big data looks like and what your handicapping and results will provide. Or what, I guess, what results your handicapping will provide. Because we, a lot of us, understand sports betting, understand how it works, 55%, 57%, whatever your winning percentage is or your break-even percentage is. A lot of us, especially who listen on Wednesdays, we understand what that looks like. But there's still a lot of people out there who struggle with the idea of winning streaks, losing streaks, what it should look like in terms of results, even for a winning sports better. So today we'll talk about what to expect and then how to handle hot streaks and cold streaks. All right. So let's talk about the process of handicapping because it's really all about the process, especially for what we're talking about today. And what I mean by that is a lot of us have different ways of coming up with games that we're going to bet or teams we're going to bet. And most of us have a unique process that is special to us and something that we've created ourselves, whether it's just getting on some of it, it's just some of you, it's just getting on ESPN, Fox sports, doing some stats and making the picks. Some of you don't do any homework and it's just like you watch the games and you make picks and, or some of you are like me who use more advanced methods, you know, maybe computer programming mixed with a small amount of informational handicapping. But my point is we all have a different process for coming up with what we're going to bet. And a huge misconception that I hear a lot is that when you're locked in or hot or dialed in or feeling it, that results in good games, right? And wins. 
when you're not hot or cold or off for some reason, and that results in losses. And I'm here to tell you that's usually not the case. And that's almost never the case for professional bettors or people who make money or know really what they're doing within the world of sports betting. And the reason is professionals are much more likely to repeat a profitable process where squares either don't do enough handicapping, use public information, get lazy and don't spend enough time going through these games, right? That's why it's easy, I think, for people who really don't do this for a living and who may just give pics on Twitter and who are, you know, fake professionals, things like that. It's easy for them to be like, yeah, not feeling a cold streak, going to take a day off or whatever. Why would you ever take a day off if your process is repeatable, profitable, and you happen to have some losses, right? When you understand, and we'll get here in just a minute, when you understand what data looks like and what to expect for wins and losses, you wouldn't react that way, okay? Even the best handicappers who go cold for 10, 20 games, that's not how you should react. And again, I think the big reason why people do react like that, oh no, cold streak, I must be off. I must be doing something wrong. Or a winning streak, hey, I must be on fire lately. It's because the vast majority of people simply don't have a great system or a repeatable process. So it's easier to misidentify why hot streaks and cold streaks are happening. Uh, This is, again, the real reason why professionals or people who can really make money, the reason they understand hot streaks, cold streaks are more out of our control than they are in our control is why pros act like pros and squares act like squares. When you come to the understanding that hot streaks and cold streaks really are largely out of our control and are just simply part of the process, you're going to calm down your approach And it's going to make you do less volatile things like betting more when you're losing or betting more when you're winning. Both are not advisable. You should always keep your same bet amount because if you're losing, wins are right around the corner. If you're winning, losses are right around the corner. Now, the reason why hot streaks and cold streaks are more or less out of our control is here's why. If you've really identified some reason why you're winning more bets, okay? And by the way, no one square or pro would stop that process. If you're if you're if you just got going in sports betting and you've identified some reason why you're winning more games, you're not going to stop doing that. You're going to say, "Oh, that's that's good. I need to remember that and do that next time." And if you're same thing if you're a professional and you've found something that allows you to win more games, everyone is going to add to their handicapping process what works and take away what doesn't work. Handicapping is an approach that we all, everyone listening, including myself, that we all refine and grow over the lifetime of our betting. Now, we all have a different process, but one thing we all have in common, we take what works and we throw out what doesn't, or at least what we believe works and we throw out what we believe doesn't work. So having that assumption When you hit a losing streak, the answer simply by definition cannot be, oh, I'm on a cold streak. I need to lock back in. You're doing the exact same thing you were doing when you were winning. So if you're repeating the same process and you have a great winning streak and then you all of a sudden go cold, it's not your process. It's not what you're doing. Now, unless you're a lazy handicapper and you're not spending enough time, you're not handicapping as well, then that's all a different story. But I'm talking to the people who repeat a process, who have a good process, who have a profitable way of approaching games, and you go on a cold streak. You're trying to provide meaning for something where there is no meaning. 
Now, I always say this is inevitable, right? Hot streaks, cold streaks, they're just inevitable. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are. You could be a terrible handicapper. There's an eight and one streak coming very soon if you bet enough. And there's a one and eight streak right behind it, okay? So streaks happen all the time. Streaks are actually inevitable. So let's talk about that inevitability. Why are streaks inevitable? When you look at big data, when you get a large set of data, whether it's random or not, looking at the randomness of the results, again, even results that aren't random in a micro sense, you tend to get streaks. Now, for me, my results are less random than maybe the average person listening or a game of chance because I know over the long run, I will win. So it's not necessarily super random over the course of a game-by-game basis. I know my percentages. I know what I'm expected to go. And me winning is not a random thing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. We can project my winning percentage into the future. But the order of these wins and losses are largely random. And again, it's because when I'm winning, I'm not doing something magical or different. And when I'm losing, I'm not being lazy or, or overlooking something. It just naturally happens. So when you look at sets of data, even sets of data that aren't necessarily random like my sports bets, or sets of data that are random like spins of a roulette wheel, what you'll find is that in both sets of data, there are large amounts of streaks of wins and losses, or red or black in roulette. And a story that I always tell to kind of exemplify this or bring this to life is a story, and I apologize if you've heard it before. I know I've told it a couple times before on the podcast, but it's just so meaningful and hits the, the, the point of this right on the nose. This is from a book. The book is called, I believe the book is A Man for All Markets by Edward Thorpe. Uh, I, I, I've been reading a lot lately, so I, it kind of you know meshes together. But I believe it's that book, A Man for All Markets by Edward Thorpe. And it talks about when he was a professor at a college in California. And what they did was they wanted a study of roulette. Okay, So they wanted to study roulette wheels, roulette spins, And instead of paying for information, or I don't even know if information existed to buy back then, or going and tracking results themselves, they decided to hire a group of students to do this. So they hired a group of students, I don't know, 10 students or so, to go track roulette results in Las Vegas. So the professors paid these students, they flew them out there, they got them set up, and as a lot of students may do, They got lazy, they got bored, and they decided to fake the results, right? The students sat down there for about six hours in a day, and they're just like, yeah, this is boring as hell. Let's just fake these results and, you know, go have fun in Vegas. So these these group of students faked collectively thousands of roulette spins. And when they brought the results back to the professors, it didn't take the professors long at all because these were extremely bright professors who understood what we are teaching today, how numbers work and what numbers look like, they understood that you're going to get much more randomness, much more streakiness in these numbers than the students had assumed. So the students being unaware of this fact, right? Not not having come across this in their in their studies yet, they didn't understand that 10 reds in a row 
is actually way more likely than we give it credit for. When you sit at a roulette table and you see 10 red spins in a row, a lot of us, what do we say? Oh, let's bet black because black is due. Not understanding that even though every fin, every spin is a 50-50 chance, a lot of us grasp that. Every spin is independent of itself, regardless of the last 10 spins. We should expect to see that. We should expect to see a lot more five in a row of black and seven in a row of red and, and, and all these different things that we think is chance or random. It's actually not. So in this story, this group of professors, it didn't take them long at all to go, uh, these results are bullshit and call the students in and say, hey, did you guys fake this? Yeah, we know. Well, how did you know? Because there's way too many red, black, red, black, red, red, black, black, red, black, red, black, red, red, black, black, way too many of those just back and forth. You're going to get three reds in a row, then five blacks in a row, then three reds in a row again. Then you may get a red, black, red, but then you're going to get seven blacks in a row. That's what big data looks like. That's what big numbers look like. So knowing that and now having that understanding, even though we can project, if you're a professional listening, even though we can project out, I don't know, 55% winning percentage for, let's say, any given year, we don't know when those wins and losses are going to come. And you can't suddenly change your process because you're on a one in seven streak. And I decided to talk about this today because I'm going through this myself. And it's so important to remember not to change the process, to stick with what got you here, not to freak out over a couple losses because it's going to happen. And, and like I said, if there's a one in the seven streak right now, I know it's not long before I hit that seven and one streak on the other end. It's just important that if you have a good repeatable process that you stick to it. And that's easy for someone like me who uses you know computer programming. And when the math dictates what I do, very little of my bias seeps in on a game by game basis. But that's what we have to be aware of is our human biases and not to get too philosophical or psychological or whatever, but it is a human desire and actually a human necessity to provide meaning for things. I mean, humans have been doing this for thousands of years and that gets in the way when we do things like handicap sports games. Have you ever heard this? Have you ever heard this one? Uh, I don't know. Tennessee is three and seven. Their last 10 games on Thursday night. Or the LA Lakers are 8-0, their last eight road games. These are usually, usually 100% completely irrelevant. Usually we're just trying to find some reason. Oh, well, the, their last 10 Thursday night games are 3-7. and seven. They must be bad on Thursday night. Or it's just random noise and we're looking to assign value or reason or meaning where there really isn't any. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes you're going to lose 3 out of 10 on Thursday. It doesn't mean there's a reason for that happening. Now, that's not to say all trends are bullshit. If you hear something like, you know, Dak Prescott has a 135 quarterback rating with Amari Cooper, but that drops to a 97 quarterback rating without Amari Cooper, maybe there's a reason for that, right? Then we do more homework, and that's where handicapping comes in, and that's where the process continues, okay? So that's not to say all, you know, trends are bullshit, but that's to say most trends are bullshit, I'm not a big trend better for that reason. We always want to assign these reasons why things are happening, why we're betting on a game, why we're on a hot streak or cold streak within our own sports betting. And that's why good handicappers, profitable handicappers, professionals understand it's much more random in a macro sense. So take a deep breath, relax. If you have a good process that you trust and you're on a cold streak, it's going to be fine. 
Keep at it. You're going to get out of it eventually. And if you're on a hot streak, understand that you're probably... It's probably not that something's clicked and you're just beating the shit out of the books and you're 8-0 because of some reason. There's a cold streak you know, on the horizon. So don't just ramp up your bets and, ah, this is great. I can now you know, double my bet size. Don't do that. Because understanding how big data works, which we all do now, means those hot streaks, those cold streaks are out of our control. All right, that does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you got going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. All right, let's get some bonus picks in here. I wanted to save a couple picks for the end of the show. It'll be, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know how some movies do the extra scene after the credits? That's what this will be right now. So a couple bonus picks for those who stuck around. We've got two games, one for today, one for tomorrow. So we'll go today's game first. This is on the 15th, obviously. Uh, this game is later on this evening. I think it's 4 Pacific, uh, seven, uh, 7 Eastern. We're going to take South Dakota minus one against Bellarmine. Or is it Bellarmine? I'm not sure. South Dakota, minus one, minus 110 against Bellarmine. Uh, I think this is a good matchup for South Dakota at home. Bellarmine not, does not have a road win this year. Really, I mean, they're five and six, but not a good schedule at all. So we'll take South Dakota tonight, minus one, minus 110. And then tomorrow, we're going to go to the NHL. We're going to take the San Jose Sharks, minus 115. They are hosting the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll go Sharks tomorrow, minus 115, hosting Vancouver. Again today, South Dakota, minus one. Tomorrow, uh, San Jose, minus 115. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks for sticking around for the bonus picks. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sports betting daily.